0: it's uh really an honor uh to be up here sharing the word of god with you today um begin before i begin i would like to start with a word of prayer shall we pray yeah Father lord we thank you even for today wonderful morning there's so many lives and souls that are seated here to hear your word and to drink from you and to just stay in your presence lord we thank you lord jesus lord um, even for this opportunity to be able to be the steward of your word, Father. And I pray that every word that I speak and, and preach today will not be a word of my own, but words from you. And let these words really plant good seeds in every heart, Lord God, and on good soil, Lord, and it will bear fruits, Lord, and so that every life here will walk out the door, change and transform, Father God, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this uh, opportunity and this Sunday, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So yeah, um, before I begin, I would like to share a little bit more about how I came into full-time. So one and a half year ago, I was actually looking for a place to shift, to move my place uh, from PJ area to somewhere else. So for some reason, uh, my eyes was like looking at the South Central Sungai Bulo, right? But in my logical mind, thinking like Sungai Bulo is such a far location like so far from where i was like in pj area and doesn't make sense to me if i shift here and i work in pj right so my logical mind tells me that that is not possible but in the end lo and behold two days before the lockdown i need to decide i need to make a decision because my former housemate uh wanted to move to plank and by the way i'm from kuantan that's why i need to rent a room here so in the end i move in and most of my former cell members, they were making fun and <laughs> make a joke. If some of you guys from AQ, you remember that, hey, Ellie. Um, so I moved in, right? And then um, she said, No, you hold the key so the kingdom. Like you literally can roll down from your bed, right? <laughs> and open, open up the venue with the key and roll back up to your room. So I was like, hey, guys, this is really not a joke. <laughs> Please don't joke about this. <laughs> but <laughs> after one month plus, Lo and behold, Pastor uh, Fergus reached out to me. Hey, Ellie heard that uh, you're interested in full time. Why don't you join our team? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I pray about it. Um so yeah, so end up pray about it, and I felt this is really the Lord. And yeah, I always have the calling to full time. So here I am today sharing with you. Um this morning, open up the white glass door. <laughs> so coincidentally that um my sermon also Today, also about door, but it's the narrow door. It's not the wide one. <laughs> so yeah, um, let me just begin um, sharing this word. Uh, the passage that I'm going to share for this particular sermon would be from Luke chapter 13, verse 22 to verse thirty. If you have Bible, you can just uh, take it out. You can read together or you can read from the screen. All right. So Jesus, he actually went on his way through towns and villages teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are safe be few? And he said to them, strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, who seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Open to us. Then He will answer you, I do not know where you come from. Verse 26. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank your presence, and you taught in our streets. But He will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out. And people will come from east and west and from north and south and recline at the table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first and some are first who will be last. Bless the word reading of the word of God. So yeah, just to begin with, right, um, I would like to explain a little bit more what's happening in this particular passage. Um, backtrack a bit from this particular chapter in verse 22, it says, says that he, Jesus actually went on to teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem at a point of time. And now we can understand at a point of time, he has done many miracles, signs and wonders, and even teach in many streets, cities and villages. In other words, Many of the people in the towns and cities actually have heard about him. They knew that this is the Messiah. He, they know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the way to be safe. So that's why in next verse 23, uh, there's this someone from the crowd actually asked Jesus this particular question. Lord, will those who are safe be few? And... This group of people that asking Jesus this question, they are actually like me and you, sitting down here, hearing the word of God, and they are the Jews. They know very familiar with the teaching of the Lord, they know the ways of Christ, they hear and even witness the encounter of God, witness all the teachings and healings. So, right, can you imagine if today we sit right here asking Jesus this very same question? And as we read earlier from the passage, the reply from Jesus seems like, doesn't seem like a very easy pill to swallow. In fact, it comes with some sort of warning, uh, some sort of reminder, some sort of awakening. So yeah, let us just look at what Jesus replied, right? In verse 24, strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. Jesus, he does not just stop at answering, yeah, those who are safe will be few. Otherwise, it will just be like an information, right? It's not a transformative. And he he even provides us the guidelines. What are the focus? What should we be focused on in our walk with him? And the main thing that highlighted here is strive to enter through the narrow door. And it's not just any door that Jesus is talking about here. It's the narrow door. It's the door that is narrow. Not as wide as you see here, the glass door. <laughs> okay. So with this, I would like to unpack the sermon um, with three points. Um, first, we will look into door. Look into what, what does door functions and stuff like that. And next part, we will look into how narrow the door is, how narrow the path is. And last point, we will... Sorry. Um. Can I have? Okay, so the last point will be about strive to enter the the narrow door. Why does Jesus say so? Why is it important for us to enter? So right now, first point, as we think about door, right? What is the functions of a door? A door provides us accessibility. It helps us to access from this place to another place. So let's say, for example, um, that I can think of is MRT's train station since I'm living here. So for example, let's say you came, uh, you arrive at the train station. What is the first thing you think of? The destination that you want to go to, right? You would think about the destination first. And after that, you would came to a barrier gate. Um, the barrier gate will make sure you have sufficient funds, the tokens and the touch and go is top up and sufficient for you to enter to the first door, right? So once you enter to the first door, it will bring you to a platform. So what is the next door? The next door is actually the MRT train station. A train, when it arrives, it will open up. Then you will go in, right? So all these doors, actually, the doors that Jesus is talking about is the very same analogy that he's using in these particular parables. That this door will allow us to access to what? To the kingdom of God. And this door that Jesus is talking about, we have to strive to enter. So, you remember the MRT story that I mentioned just now? Um, I don't know how many of you have came across experience where when you arrive at the platform, you're waiting for the train to come, and then suddenly the door just shut right at your face. You don't, won't be able to enter to the train, right? Um, I don't know about you. I The Kyasunas in me will always like, strive to enter to the MRT train door. Just like this passage says, strive to enter, right? But I'll strive to enter to the MRT train huh? Why? Because I want to enter before it's shut before my eyes. And if you miss the train, it's fine. You can still take another train, another round. We can still wait, right? When you're on the MRT platform. But how about the kingdom of God? When the door shut right at our face, we will end up in weeping and gnashing of teeth. And it's eternity, my friends. That's why Jesus said, why we must make every effort and strive to enter to this door before it's shut right before us. And another the function, so we can think about doors. Doors actually bring us transition. Like let's say for example, um from SIBKL, below, you want to visit Main Church. So the train station you think is Kambo Samat, right? All the way to Filio. So it will transit you from one place to the other place, right? Similarly, in the kingdom of God, the transition here is for us to transit from the kingdom of this earth to the kingdom of heaven. And while we're living here on earth, the Lord always says that think about the things above, not on this earth, right? So how can we transition from earthly mindset to the kingdom mindset? It's by focusing, focusing on where are we going, the destination that we have to choose, we have to make. Right at the start or the beginning, just like the MRT station, you need, think, you need to think about the destination. We have to be intentional to uh, think where do we want to transit. And the last point is conditions of the door. So um, if you remember the first gate, the barrier gate, when you enter to the MRT train station, you will need to have sufficient funds, right? And what else do you need to do? You need to pay the cost. You need to pay the cost, you need to pay, you need to buy, you need to um, use your hard-earned money to pay, right? And some station, some destination that you need to go, maybe have a higher fare, some maybe lower fares, some cheaper, some more expensive. Yeah, so there's a condition here to fulfill in order to make it right. So let's mark this down. Um, I will explain a little bit furthermore on the condition about this. About this door condition in the kingdom of heaven perspective. So, for the next point, we will look into uh, another similar passage, similar par- uh, parables that shed in another passage, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 to 40. Uh, as we can see on the right hand side, um, written, enter by the narrow gate, and for the gate is narrow. So, Jesus actually used door and gate here interchangeably. It's the very same parables and it brings the very same meaning. So, what does it mean? Sorry, <laughs> it terms a bit. So, it means that the door is also the gate. And the gate that Jesus is talking about, Minyang, sorry, is Jesus himself. Where can we find this? Where can we find this from the Bible? It is from John chapter 10, verse 9. Jesus says that I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be safe. They will come in and go out and find pasture. And if you can recall, it's the same sermon that Pastor Fergus uh, talked about I am the gate of the sheep. uh, Last year, a sermon about Jesus being the gatekeeper. He will filter out who are the gates uh, who are the, the sheep and who are the thieves or robberies? Who can make it to the gate? So the gate and the door that Jesus is asking us to enter today is Jesus himself. It's not any other door, not the door of self-effort, not the door of um, own, own uh, ways in order to be safe, in order to transit to the kingdom of heaven. It's this particular door, and Jesus is the only way to the kingdom of God. So, yeah, next. So, back to this. Just now I mentioned the functions of door, right? Um, There is conditions. What is the conditions that I mentioned earlier on? It's from John 10, verse 9 that I've shown earlier. Uh, yang back a few slides. Yeah. So, John 10, 9. Sorry. Next. Um. Sorry, so back to the verses just now that Jesus said that I am the gate, John 10, 9. That's why that is the condition that Jesus said, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. And that is the condition that Jesus has given us is to choose him. Choose him and not any other gods. There's no any other gods in this world that will save us. Right? Amen. Next. Okay, strive to enter through the narrow door. That's why this door is very narrow. It's not wide because it's not anyone who can save us. That's the only narrow door, that one door. Next point. Um, Matthew chapter 7 is the same, uh, same passage I read from just now. Uh, what interesting thing I found out about these words, right? Um, in NIV version, uh, it says that enter through the narrow gate, wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Many enters through it. But small is the gate, narrow the road that leads to life. It's not just the door is small. It's not just the gate is small. But the road is going to be narrow, my friend. The door is just a passing through. But how can we enter through that door is that narrow road that Jesus is talking about. Um okay, let's look at this uh, picture on my right or my on the screen. Um I don't know when I mentioned about narrow road, how many of you like me, right, will be imagining imagine it as the picture on the left? It's just a small little door and just a one straight narrow door, one straight narrow road towards that door, right? Well, maybe some of you more adventurous one would think about the Bolivia's death road. It's the world most dangerous. Road to travel, and uh, a lot of cyclists love to travel up this mountain. Yeah, so um, as you can see, I don't know about you, when I saw the picture, the car like almost fell off the cliff. My heart like sank a bit. Uh. <laughs> it's really, really scary, and uh, it looks very challenging. It looks very difficult. Um, even as you look into these two pictures, you can't even bring your Ferrari, your BMW, your Mercedes, your any form of possessions you have, right? It's so narrow. You have to like really let go a lot of things. Even as you enter to this road, it feels very uncomfortable, right? You can't even carry like maybe your own children or even your whole family to pass through this. You have to walk in a straight line. And yeah, it's difficult. It's tough. So as you can see, if um, so what does this narrow road tell us? The narrow road that Jesus is talking about here is going to be uncomfortable. It's not, it's not going to be in our comfort zone. We will be challenged. And the narrow road that Jesus is asking us to travel, expect difficulties, there will be. it's going to be difficult and challenging. Not everyone going to agree with our values, our Christian values, even our lives, our conducts. And this narrow road also requires attentiveness. If you remember the picture before this, the car that went off the cliff, if it's not attentive, you go, go off road, right? And you fell, you fall. It's the very same thing that this road that Jesus is asking us to travel requires our full attention, requires our intentional decisions that we have to make every single day to follow Jesus no matter what. It's difficult, it's hard. We need to be attentive. And last but not least, I mentioned that we can't bring everything. Just now I mentioned, can't bring Ferrari, BMW, everything, right? Literally, there's uh, things that we need to let go of in our lives. Things that is so precious to us or hard for us to let go. We need to let go. And just to... Um, yeah, in two weeks' time, uh, just to let you guys know, our brother Andros uh, Connect Team Head, uh, sitting down right here, he's going to share about letting go much a, a sermon about letting go much how to let go so stay tuned in 2 weeks time yeah okay <laughs> yeah give me a bit of support <laughs> so yes um back to this verse right in matthew chapter 7 uh wide is the gate broad is the road that leads to destruction many enter through it small is the gate narrow the road that leads to life but only few, very handful few will find it. So next slide. Okay, so we have this picture. The narrow road and the broad road. Just now, the passage mentioned, right? When it is narrow road, it's difficult to travel. And it's difficult and it's going to be less people travel. Why? Because it's narrow. And when it's broad, you can see a lot more cars can, can just cut each other, right? Can even like, you know, you have more space and... Uh, It's way much easier to just take the shortcut and even accelerate your car faster, right? (laughs) If in a broad road. But with your narrow way, you need to think about others. You need to think about who's in front of you. Um, You need to adapt even to their speed, to their driving uh, method and style. And it's so difficult because it's not natural for us. It's not comfortable for us. And this narrow and broad road, it seems like heading to the same direction, right? It seems like the road is moving towards up north. But in the end, the reality is these two roads are going to bring us to a very different destination. On some days, if you're traveling on narrow road, you look across the broad road. These people, they seem like so successful and have faith all in life. They are wealthy. Um, what they need, they all have. They don't need to go through challenges and trials like some of us do. Um, They don't have Jesus, but they can still go on with their life. But they can still have so much uh, uh, gain from this world, right? Those who travel on this narrow road, look at them. Wow, how I wish I also have this. But then, the life that Jesus is calling us to live today is not just the physical life that he's talking about. The life that Jesus is talking today is about the narrow road that will bring about transformation within us. The hardships and the trials that will come that will they will change you, they will transform you. It is it is in our challenges that we need God. It is in our challenges that we will cry out to him even more, right? So so yeah, this is what the passage is trying to say. It will lead to life in the end. The broadway will lead to destruction. So the next slide. Um, so now we'd like to break down, right? are these people that likely will stay on at the broad road and who are the ones that will likely stay on the narrow road the broad road are those that will actually live for themselves and if you think about the society today social media full of highlights ig's instant stories all about ourselves right all about you know um expressing how, how good life we are staying we are living and, and in the end why why do we do this why these individuals do this to gain to gain acceptance likely to gain acceptance from the public to be like um in order to be accepted somehow people who are on the broad road may conform to the world they may just do things the world do it um you know Certain things that maybe let's say in modern agency, you need to show more skin in order to gain more favor, and people in the Broadway may choose it right for for their livelihood. What about popularity, applause? All of this all stems from living for ourselves. Now, nothing wrong being popular. Nothing wrong um, if God favors someone, you know, in that positions of influence and and popularity. But it, it's gonna be an issue if it revolves our identity about this. If it revolves and living for ourselves revolves around this. In the end, this will lead to destruction. As compared to the narrow way, um, we may face rejection. Sometimes if there are things that we do uh, not agreeable with others or the world out there, we may face rejection and that is the reality of it. And in this narrow road, Jesus also called us to conform to Christ, not the ways of this world, right? Sometimes, um, I maybe I can share a little bit about my personal experience. Um, even before I answer uh, uh, this full time call, in my very earlier, earlier, earliest day when I started out work, I was working for account and finance industries. Um, There's this one point of time that I was asked to falsify. The accounts. And at that point in time, I'm already a Christian. My conscience tells me, I shouldn't do it. Lah. I should, you know, choose this narrow road. Um, But how can I tell my boss that, no boss, I, I don't do this. this. This is not what I do. This is not what I believe. Um, But in the end, um, of course, I make that choice. The choice to stay on this narrow road. Um, the choice to... Tell the boss, I'm sorry, I can't take on this project. I can't help you to falsify this account. Um, and in the end, the response i gotten is not a very um, good one. Uh, in fact, I got rejected right in my face that, hey, um, you're not so narrow-minded, you know? You're just like declaring certain income into something else to evade tax. And with that, your boss is so more happy with you, right? Uh, with you uh, adjusting the figures and it helps our company. And then, you know, you can get big bonuses. You can um, even help the company save up a lot. Um, but of course, I, I still didn't say yes to it in the end. Uh, in the end, I was somehow feel very lonely in the workplace. Um, I do feel fit in because that is not the values I hold. Um, and I somehow feel overlooked as well. Seeing and looking at other senior, uh, anyone around me get promoted because of the way that things are. La. So, why do I share this story, right? Um, this narrow road that Jesus asks us to walk on, I may not know what you're experiencing in your workplace. It could be in your own life. Um, there are things that are done um, that doesn't seem like aligned with Christ's value. But if you're going through this, I would like to encourage you to choose. Choose to walk in that narrow road, even though it's tough in the world. But let's just share what happened after that. Um, new job opportunities just came without me looking. Um, God will never shortchange us. And as we really obey and, and stay on his ways, uh, he really, really come true in the end. So yeah. Um, sorry, next point. In Matthew 10, verse 22, at some point of life, we may be hated by the world. When we stand for Christ, when we, when we do things uh, according to Christ's way, we may be hated by the world. Some of us may be hated by the world and just prepared for that. And this is the narrow road that Jesus is talking about. Um, There's one um, Christian publishers, White Magazines. Um, as you can see, the title, they have to shut their business because they refuse to um, promote same-sex marriage. Um, many advertisers and media uh, have boycotted them because of what they they, they, they stand on. Um, these few Christian publishers decided that based on their conscience, they shouldn't do it. They shouldn't even uh, involve in publicizing this um, same sex marriage. La. And in the end, they receive a lot of judgment from everyone about um, their decisions. Uh, a lot of people don't understand why. Um, so in the end, a lot of sponsorships were reached wish- Uh, is withdrawn and no longer economically viable for them to continue, then unfortunately, they have to shut their business because of the narrow road they chose. So why do I share this story? Because sometimes narrow road may not give us a super positive end result. You may just have to lose something. Like just now I mentioned the narrow door, (laughs) the narrow road, you have to let go of certain things, right? And this is one of the examples they lost their business. How many of us sit here today, you can actually do this, right? I'm not sure if myself can, but how many of us actually can lose our business for this by really staying on the narrow choosing Jesus, choosing following Christ? And another example uh, will be from Book of Daniel, the three friends of Daniel. Um, and so another one will be Stephen the martyr. Um, these two groups of people actually have very different ending, but these two groups of people chose the narrow, narrow road, and these three friends of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if you know the stories, um, they they were asked to bow down before the idols that were made of gold, but these three friends have decided they not to conform to the request from the king, King Nebuchadnezzar. They end up even tell the king and king and said that. You know, my God that I believe will deliver me. Even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, we will not bow the idols that we have made. And now, of course, Jesus was with them in the fire. Rescued them from the fire. They were came out unburned and no harm was done to them. And the king, of course, amazed what happened, you know. It's like if you read in the Bible, it's seven times hotter, uh, the fire. It's it's not it's not the normal fire, it's a seven times hot kind of fire, but they came out unburned. This is really the miracle of God uh. And of course, they end up very well, they're being promoted uh, in the palace, in the in the, in, the, in the, before the king, and the king also starts believing, so he start believing this god they believe in. And another story. Stephen, the martyr, how many of you remember this? They are one of the disciples of Christ, right? And he actually went out to share the gospel. And along the way, as he shared the gospel, a lot of people stoned them, persecuted them. Um, they have to go back and forth in jail, uh, even face a lot of challenges as they preach the word of God, preach the gospel. But Stephen doesn't end in a very good note, as you can see. He was being martyred for his faith because of the decisions he chose to stay on this narrow road to continue to preach the gospel. So yeah, this is the reality of it as we enter to this narrow door. It's not always gonna end like the three friends of Daniel. Sometimes it may end up Stephen, Of course, I pray all of us don't need to go through this. But the grace of God will grace us through, right? Amen. So with that, I would like to move on to the last point. Why Jesus say strive to enter the narrow door? How can we maintain and stay on this narrow door? Luke chapter 13, verse 24, there's two different versions. ESV version says strive to enter through the narrow door. But NIV version says make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Why is it making effort? Is an intentional decision we need to make. That's a choice. Like the picture I show you, the broad and the narrow way. You have a choice to choose. You can choose to go to the broad or you choose to stay on the narrow. That's why this verse is saying that make every effort to enter. It's a a decision that we have to make. So now, what kind of person do you need to be to stay on this narrow road? as I have described earlier, is difficult and challenging. What kind of person you need to be? You will need the, to be the person that can stand the test of fire. In First Peter 1, chapter 1, verse 7 says, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Gold to to burn away from the impurities, they need the fire. And how can, can we show that it's a, genuine, it's a genuine faith? It's by going through the trials and tested and still stay on this narrow road. Another pa- Bible passage you can look from is 1 Corinthians 3, verse 12. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stone, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. So what are the materials here that will survive? Obviously, it's the gold, silver, and the costly stone. If your foundation in Christ is built on something solid, if your faith is built on something solid like this gold, silver, and costly stone, when you go through the fire, you will stand through the test of fire and you will not be burned. That's why the word says the builder will survives, the builder will receive a reward. And this is what the passage is trying to say. We need to be people who are firm and being able to stand the test of fire. And a few days ago, I saw this post from John Bevere. Um, he shared that how can we determine a person's faith is genuine? Jesus tells us to identify genuine faith is not by people's words, not by how well I can preach here, not by how well you know we can share the word of God even, but by the fruit they produce, by how we live, how we reflect Christ, even our own lives in our own conducts. That is the genuine faith that Jesus is talking about. And, with this, I would also like to share about my own experience, how I actually gone through the fire. <laughs> um, I grew up in a Taoism background family, and I am not a Christian, uh, many years ago. So I came to Summer University to study, and I came to know Christ. After one month, I came to uni- uh, studies, and I gave my life to Jesus. Um, but my parents, my, my dad, uh, my mom, they are very staunch in Taoism and they are the president of the temple. Can you imagine if I break the news to them that I'm a Christian? They will be like, stone me, man. I think maybe the first month, I won't make it even to Sunday already. So because of that, I was praying and asking God like, how, how, how la, right? What should I do? But the Lord comforted me and says that I will cover you under my wings. Even though if you go... Th- Sorry, technical issue. Even if you go through the fire, the fire will not burn you. Even if you go through the water, the water will not drown you. I am with you, even in these challenges, even in this difficult, hot spot that you are at. And of course, um, I couldn't, right? I have to be underground Christian for a while, for a season. and. So when I uh, semester break, I need to go home. Sometimes I have to go home, cannot avoid. So go back home. And then so happened the Chinese temple that my dad always go to, uh, have these seven days, seven days, my friend, seven days of festival. And I was forced to go to this temple. And on the first day, uh, if some of you are aware of Taoism, they actually have medium. So the medium, right, is like a table uh, laid out before the author's and then uh, there will be evil spirits enter to the human vessel. And us who worship there, who will, will, will consult this medium and ask about our future, ask about lives. And this evil spirit that, that is in that vessel will tell us about future and our lives and all that. So basically, I was involved in that. Basically, I was underground and I was forced to face the medium. And my name called out. I asked God, God, please with me is very scary um, because you know what they are and God is very good um, as I as they call out my name uh, move forward to the, the medium, the spirit left the vessel, they can't even come near the presence of God because I can literally feel and sense the power of God with me during that time even the first day as I enter at the, the, the temple so very happy, la, go home right but it doesn't end there, you know. <laughs> Next day, um, it's even more challenging. Talking about narrow road, right? It's even more difficult. Like si-ka fall Like people Chinese say, add the fire and the flame to the. So, um, yeah. So the second time is harder. I need to face the medium now. My name is called out again. I need to face them face to face, and of course, they will do what they do. Um. At that point of time, I was forced to drink down, gobble down the talisman water. How many of you know what is talisman? It's the paper that I written, right? And burned. So I was being forced to drink and gobble down that talisman water. I said, God, how la? But that time I heard a voice that Jesus said, even if you drank the poison, it will not harm you. And the Lord was standing beside me and I can literally feel His presence. Like I can really felt that the Lord is with me in the fire, truly, truly with me. So I was being forced to drink it. No choice. And I felt really guilty, right? Um, at the point of time, I'm an underground Christian. To think back, I would have chosen the narrow way. Tell my faith, expose my faith. Hey, I don't do this. But sometimes, right? How many of you can relate in real life? Not everything is black and white. Not everything is you really know what to do at that point of time. And sometimes it's even so great. But I would encourage all of us lean in to, the, um, to just rely on the presence of God, rely on the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will tell us what to do. The Holy Spirit will be with us and it will tell us what are we supposed to do. And Holy Spirit is our best friend and, and Holy Spirit will journey with us even through this fire. Of course, in the end, um, everything ends, I wrote down every testimony in my diary. And I left my diary in Guantan. <laughs> then, many months later, after half year, my parents found out that I'm a Christian. Of course, I got persecuted and all that. Um, after a while, they accepted that I'm a Christian. And now here I'm standing, here to share this story with you. And it's really all go- glory to God. Really all glory to God. And with this um. I'm gonna end very soon. Um, thanks for the worship team for playing so Um, I would like to encourage some of you. Maybe some of you are going through the very same thing that you are going through the fire. You have no choice. You can't disclose your faith. You have no choice. You have to be underground Christians. But take heart. Jesus is with you. Because the narrow door, that narrow way that He says is gonna be difficult, it's gonna be challenging. Challenging, but in the end it will really lead you to life. In the end, He will meet you there. He will meet you at the door. You want to be the, the, the servant and, and the child of God and make it through the door and say, say, well done, my child. And another group of people that I want to address today um, could be in your workplace, right? Could be in your personal life. There are things that maybe it's not like black and white. It's gray. Sometimes you don't even know that what you do is right what you do is wrong. Are you still on the narrow way or are you still on the broad way? Can I encourage you walk with the Holy Spirit, walk with Jesus? Can I encourage you just have a personal relationship with God? Because this life, we can't do it ourselves. We can't do it our own. It may lead us to broad way. To stay on this narrow way is to lean into God. Depends on the Holy Spirit. And even as um, I'm going to close. Yes, Lord. We will count the joy that comes every battle. Because we know that's where you'll be. You'll be with us in the fire. You'll be with us in the hard time, tight spot, tough season, tough moment, oh God. You'll be with us even as we need, we may need to hide our faith. You'll be with us even as we are alone. It may seem it's difficult as we travel on this road, but Lord. You are our firm foundation and you are our strength. And I pray that, Lord, the Holy Spirit, come right now, even to minister to every heart here this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray, come Holy Spirit, to just feel every person's here that need the touch from you today, the touch of heaven. Father God, I pray for anointing of fresh touch to be upon these people right now, Lord. In every area of their life, God, I pray that you empower them, you journey with them, you walk with them to this fire. God, we thank you. We thank you for your grace that is sufficient for us. Your power that makes perfect in all of our weakness. Even in my time that I do not know whether to partake the talisman, even in my, uh, the time that I took the talisman, you cleanse me, Lord, and you even grace me to walk through it, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that your grace is truly sufficient for all of us. And you do the same for these individuals, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your word today. And may all of us remember, strive to enter through the narrow door, which is you, Lord. May his face shine upon you. May he grant you shalom. And all God's people say, Amen. Thank you, worship team. Thank you. All right, church, we are done for today. Thanks so much uh, for being here with us. You know, um, as you know, uh, we don't have Makan here today, but please uh, fellowship, get to know one another. If you are new with us, don't leave immediately. Um, But why don't you join us for lunch after church as well? Okay, all right. Um, Until we see you next time, just one, one little part that Ellie didn't say. You know the talisman water that she drank? The next day she prayed she prayed with her auntie. Ah, this part she didn't tell you the story. Ah. So good. She prayed with her auntie, her Christian auntie, right? And then the next day, God caused all of it to be performed out of her. So good, right? God is so good. Why don't we end on this note of praise? Amen? Amen? Wow. All right. Until we see you next week, where Pastor Rami should be preaching next week. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys. Bye-bye.